It has been long. Longer than usual. You have been well, I assume. I assume because it's futile to ask. I have been well. I have been well. I will be better. I will be ecstatic. It has been a long time and lots has happened. First, my love is his old self. He is the dark stranger, the elegant gentleman in the cloak that I met all those years ago in this very tower. He is very much alive again. I shall explain how soon. Not right now, because I'm afraid you'd judge me. I don't want that. I came on strong, you see. I asserted control, because sometimes you need to do that. But now he knows that we share the same goal, ultimately. We just have to do it right. I've created a set of rules. One. We don't take life unless it isn't self-defense. Two. We only go about by night, when we are strong. Three. We return to the tower each dawn. Four. We travel together. Always. Forever. That's it. So that is the beginning. I must tell you that we have been traveling. We have been moving outward from the tower. Introducing ourselves to the world. At night we walk among people like you. People who perhaps have never had any idea that creatures such as us exist. Whatever we are. No more hoods and scarves and hats and gloves and wintertime disguises. With our beautiful faces and our sapphire veins and our black marble eyes and our long talon-like fingers and claws, we walk. And wheresoever we walk, my love's step kills grass and flowers and trees and leaves a trail of black, charred land in his wake. And when one of you stops and stares at us in awe or fear, we smile and we show our beautiful mouths riddled with sharp and uneven pearly teeth. And when you scream and run, we love it. And when you tell a friend or alert the authorities, we laugh. And when someone tries to attack us, arrest us, bring us in for questioning or research or some such nonsense, only if they use force against us, we place our elegant hands on them and we watch them wither away. And we become strong, proud, intelligent, keen. What we do not do is run. We could fly away so quickly from them and they would wonder whether or not we were ever there. But we don't. Because we're saying hello. We're introducing ourselves and saying, Hello, children. We are here now. 
We are vastly older, more powerful, more strong than you. And we intend to live as we please. We defy your rules and your conventions. By our sheer existence, we respectfully reject your science and your beliefs. We are merely stating and enforcing our superiority. Where we go from there, well, we'll just have to see. We don't mean to harm you. We don't intend to, or want to. But you people are just so... confused by us. It seems that some of you will stop at nothing to stop us from merely walking around, exposed. And if you attack us, if you try to bring us in for research, or if you try to kill us because we are not like you, you will lose. Not you, personally, listener. I know you are my friend. I know you don't mean me any harm, my sweet friend. Yes, there is now a surrounding area miles and miles wide around our tower where the ground is black and charred. This is what we want. We want to mark our land and our territory. We've staked a claim in our tower and are marking our kingdom around it. This kingdom will grow and grow. This is just the beginning. Of course, this has drawn the attention not just of your kind, but also the attention of... others. Do you remember who? I'll tell you. There are three great and beautiful things that live in the sky. They are radiant and magnificent, and they have huge white wings and golden eyes. One is strong, majestic, and powerful. One is soft, gentle, and gorgeous. One is intelligent, keen, and swift. They are all proud, close-minded, and vicious. They told me why I should detest he who made me what I am, and they gave me the power to defeat him. I am the only one on earth, or above it, or probably below it, who can do this. And I choose not to. I don't know what they expected, but I don't think they expected us to take up our thrones, metaphorically speaking. Not so quickly, anyway. And of course they found us. I sensed them coming before they even landed. There was a kind of static, a kind of electricity in the air. And as I looked over at my dark love, I saw that his hands were clenched into fists. His jaw was set and, just slightly, he was shaking. With rage or fear or both, I'm not sure. Be ready, I whispered. Of course it was day. They know that we are weaker by day. And even in the light of the sun I saw a great flash of light mark their arrival, and the earth shook as they landed like meteorites into the ground where they made three huge impressions into the earth around the tower. Each of them landed on one knee with a fist pounding into the ground to stabilize them. 
their great white wings extended fully behind them. In response, my dark stranger extended his huge black wings behind him and assumed a defensive position. I, however, stood completely still. They entered easily, climbing up the tower like lizards, crashing their way through the windows. They stood in a row facing us. Some time passed before I looked at everyone in the tower with their beautiful, ridiculous wings and said, I can't help but feel a little left out. The strong one who stood in the center snarled. You dare speak to us? You dare open your mouth and address us after the blasphemy you've committed? Calmly, quietly, I answered. What blasphemy is that? The gentle one spoke. You've shown yourself to everyone. You've been walking among them. It is blasphemy. Why? I asked. The swift, keen one replied now. It is not done. You and him, here he motioned to my stranger at my side, are not meant to walk among the good and simple creatures of the world. Why not? I asked again. The strong one roared. We are not here to play these games. We are here to end this. I sighed. I turned to my stranger, who clearly didn't intend to say anything. Funny, how I used to think of him as a great, powerful, wise, strong mystery. And now here he was beside me, as lost as a child. I placed a hand on his cheek, stroked it gently once to comfort him. I don't think it worked. And I turned to the three. You do them a discredit, you know. The good and simple creatures of the world. Who among all of us here knows them better than I? I used to be one of them. I may still be one of them. I have no idea, and neither do you. I took a step towards them, the shock in their eyes at my audacity absolutely comical to me. Are you here to kill us? If we must... The gentle one said, sadly. I smiled. I spread my arms wide. I took another step towards them. Do it then. They didn't move. I waited. I even closed my eyes. They thought I was mad, I know it, and perhaps I was mad. Perhaps I am mad. Am I? I opened my eyes and looked on these beautiful creatures, so confused, so hapless. Why can't you? And I heard behind me, Because you're a good and simple creature. It was my love. And he laughed. And he laughed, and he laughed. And I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed. Stop this! The most intelligent of the three said, Stop this, please, we did not want any of this. 
He brought war to us through his desire for more, more, and even still more, and we thought you might be satisfied to just live in quiet and peace and in a hidden sort of dignity. Yet here you are disrupting the world, disrupting the way the world is, the way the world has been. He turned to my love. Do you not remember how they rejected you? How they rejected your dominance all those years ago? Even your child here has rejected your dominance. The world has rejected you. Don't look at him, look at me. I interrupted. I reached up my hands to the intelligent one's face. So high up it was. These creatures around me were so much larger than I. And I whispered, I want to tell you something important. He looked at me for a long moment, his gold eyes perplexed and yet, oh, curious, intrigued. This was this one's downfall, curiosity, and I knew it. He leaned down to me so that he could hear me better and look even more deeply into my reflective black eyes. I made certain that only he could hear me. I reject nothing. I am human and inhuman, monster and god, angel and demon. And yet none of these things. I want none of these things. I am writer and narrator, victim and perpetrator, and you are a thing that is both real and concrete, and yet entirely imaginary. And so I am fearless. This is a secret just for you. Just for you. Since you are the only one who wants to see. Just for you. Since I can tell that deep down, you don't know why you do what you do. Why you feel you have to be trapped for eternity in a world you don't understand. This is a secret. I hope you treasure this. This is a gift. Are you ready? I am the world. And I reject nothing. Throughout this, he collapsed to his knees, looking up at me. And I think he saw my eyes fluctuate between empty black and human brown. And I think he saw my smile fluctuate between genuinely evil and extremely good. And I think he saw a truth that he had been avoiding for quite some time. The truth that, despite the fact that I'm the youngest and the weakest here, I've been in control the whole time. And his mind broke. His chest heaved with breath he didn't need. His eyes were lost and afraid. I held him for a moment as he knelt there, stroking his golden locks made from some soft material that couldn't possibly be hair. Then I flashed my eyes at the other two. Now go and take care of him. The gentle one wailed and the strong one roared. 
They rushed to the poor, crumpled one at the floor, and each grabbed an arm. The strong one looked at me and whispered, What did you tell him? I smiled. The truth, I said. He will be stronger for it soon enough. I looked at the three of them and then, with confidence, uttered, Go safely. We'll see you soon. And with a flash of light, they were gone. And when I turned to my dark stranger, he looked at me with fear in his eyes. It was a good day, my friends. I hope you've been well. You've been well, I assume. I assume because it's futile to ask. Be well. Hello, this is Kristen, the writer and the narrator and the victim and the perpetrator. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 35 of On a Dark Cold Night. First of all, apologies for not releasing an episode last week. Uh, there's been a lot of change going on for me, good change, but it's been taking up a lot of time. So I'm sorry that this was the first week I had to go without an episode. But I do have a few thank yous. Um... I'd like to thank three people who went to my Facebook page for On a Dark Cold Night and reviewed or recommended the show. Thanks to Farron for the five stars. I believe she also wrote a sweet review I quoted several weeks back, so thank you so much for being such a great listener. Also, thank you to Terry, who gave us five stars and said, Love it! Thanks so much for listening and loving, Terry. And finally to Elaine, who recommends the show and says, Creepy and cool, looking forward to the next episode. Thanks so much, Elaine, and I hope you enjoyed this week's story. Now on to regular business. If you'd like to help the show, the best way for both of us, because it's great for me and free for you, is to leave a review. You can do so on iTunes, Stitcher, or Potknife, or you can leave a review and or recommendation on my Facebook page, like Terry, Elaine, and Farron. Thanks again, guys. Give us a like and follow on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at A Dark Cold Night or on Instagram at Dark Cold Night Podcast. You can also email me at darkcoldnightpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you guys anywhere you feel like writing me. Also, another free way to help is to listen to the show on the Radio Public app. It's awesome because it's free for you to use, but every listen to my show there means the opportunity for me to be paid for my work as a podcaster. It's a real win-win, so please subscribe and listen on Radio Public if you can. Finally, if you'd like to help in a not-so-free way, please check out my Coffee or Patreon pages. I'm trying to earn a bit of money to get some new music or sound equipment, so every little bit truly helps. You can find me and donate at ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight or patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate your listening and enjoying the show. If you don't enjoy it, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm going to keep doing it anyway, so whatever. If you do enjoy it, you're awesome, and I hope you have a great day or night. Take care, everyone. <laughs>